At MasterCard, we believe that women-owned small businesses are uniquely inspiring. They're pillars of the community and have a measurable impact on the people within them. It's their secret sauce. We are deeply committed to helping address the daily challenges of all Canadian small businesses by putting our technology, cybersecurity solutions, digital resources, and partnerships to work for you every day. Discover them today at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. MasterCard, start something priceless. At Scotiabank, we know how important thriving businesses are for the strength of our economy. Our team of experienced advisors across the country can provide you with tailored advice, leading products, and valuable resources to help achieve all your financial goals. We're here for every future. Let's get started today. Visit us at scotiabank.com slash smallbusiness. Hey everyone, Paige Harlock here from Canada's 2S LGBTQI Chamber of Commerce, also known as the CGLCC. Don't worry, Rick is here with us too. Hey Paige, great to have you back again this year. On the show this month, we have another great lineup of 2S LGBTQ founders. We're so excited to speak with these passionate entrepreneurs, diving into their stories and business journeys, and most importantly, honoring pride as a celebration of identity, culture, and contribution. Pride is a protest of historic and current discrimination and is a lived identity deserving of respect, rights, and equal treatment. We can't wait to share these episodes with you. A huge thank you to Paige and CGLCC for partnering with us to make this happen. Let's get started. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have Jamie Alexander. Every girl deserves to shine, and that's the mission behind Ruby's, a Toronto-based business led by Jamie Alexander and his daughter Ruby, who are creating form-fitting clothing for trans girls. Jamie has a degree in electrical engineering from the University of Waterloo, and he worked many years at IBM as a tech lead, business analyst, product manager, and inventor before becoming an entrepreneur. Since 2009, he's founded unique businesses in fashion, entertainment, and financial services. Ruby's, founded four years ago, offers everything from bras and bikini bottoms to underwear and activewear so that trans kids can feel comfortable and confident doing what they love. Along with creating these apparel pieces, Jamie and his daughter Ruby have ignited a powerful community online and across the world to support, celebrate, and connect trans kids and their families. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Jamie, it's it's so lovely to have you here today. I guess just to kick us off in this conversation, what's one thing you want entrepreneurs and just general listeners to take away from this conversation and maybe reflect on as they join the conversation today? Yeah, 100%. I, I think it's about um, when you can align a profitable business mm -hmm. with a strong social mission, um, you can really do some great things in the world and really have a you know fulfilling career. Absolutely. And the story behind Ruby's is absolutely incredible. Can you kind of take us back to the beginning when you started Ruby's with your daughter? And what are those early days like? And kind of what motivated you to build this company? Yeah, for sure. So really, the whole business uh, was inspired um, by my daughter, Ruby. Mm -hmm. She's now 15. And at the age of nine, she socially transitioned. Uh, so meaning she um, took uh, she her pronouns, Mm -hmm. um, change her name and, and obviously changing the way she dressed. Mm -hmm. And in the very early days, 
when it came to activities like swimming and gymnastics, we were putting her in like board shorts for swimming and and uh, sweatpants for gymnastics. And she was sort of reluctantly going along with it. But pretty quickly, she started asking to wear clothes like her other friends. And so really, that is what, you know, started kind of my journey to start looking at what there was in the market for kids like Ruby. And I really discovered uh, a dearth of options and, and um, sort of was around the same time as I was winding down my um, time at Sensible, where I, I started that company and was the co-founder and CTO. Mm-hmm. So tell us, uh, Jamie, about some of the products and items that you've created and what have these pieces meant to your customers? Yeah, for sure. So our first product was the, uh, the Bikini Bottom. And it was named after Ruby. So every product that we come out with, we name after um, a different kid in, in our community. And um, that was really, you know, uh, the most important item to get us started. Uh, because, you know, when it comes to swimming, comfort is really essential. And there were so many kids that I'd learned that had stopped taking part in activities like swimming and, you know, hanging out the beach. And, you know, anyone older than about four and younger than 65 is not interested in wearing a skirted bikini. And so there were, you know, very few options out there. So since we we released the products and it was the first one, we've just had such great feedback from people all around the world and parents that are super thrilled to see that their kids are, you know, now feeling comfortable uh, swimming again. And yeah, so, so, you know, from what I've heard from many, many people, it's a really life-changing product. And, you know, since then we expanded our line, you know, obviously adding bikini top. Uh, we then came out with underwear and, and underwear allows people to kind of wear, you know, everyday clothing, uh, skinny jeans, dresses, skirts, just, you know, more utility to, you know, kind of allow them to kind of feel comfortable every day. Right. This is a, a pretty new product category, I guess. How did you how did you get the word out to say, hey, here here we have a company that, that that's listening to you, hearing you, and seeing you? I mean, really, it was the a similar process as for you know any new product development. So you know, I had a lot of experience starting about four companies before, and I'm going through that process of you know a first identifying the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming up with a, a good solution and then testing it out. So what I did is I um, went to, uh, well, formerly Ryerson University, uh, to their fashion zone and worked with them to be able to kind of design the first prototype. I then took that prototype and put it on uh, a number of groups for parents of trans kids on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically I was asking for feedback, you know, posted a picture of the bikini bottom and basically asked uh, for feedback from the community and, you know, offered to give people a sample. And I heard, I got about a hundred different responses, uh, wow. which is, you know, a good sign that there's, you know, something here. And then I spent about three months interviewing families, mainly mums, to find out, you know, their particular needs. And, you know, often as entrepreneurs, we kind of fall in love with our products. And also, you know, we kind of extrapolate the problem we have to everyone. So I didn't really want to validate that there was a there was a problem out there. And it was sort of like overwhelming, as I said before, that, you know, many kids had stopped participating in, in those activities. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, sent out prototypes, did probably about 15 different iterations on them to find a product that worked. And actually, when we actually did our first production run, which was in, uh, I guess, June of 2020, it was great. I mean, uh, we really nailed the product the first time. And actually, that bikini bottom, we have not had to change the design of since. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty exciting. And can you just tell us a little bit more about the fashion zone at uh, Toronto Metropolitan? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. How, how, it, it's like an accelerator for fashion, right? 
Yeah, hundred percent. So, so actually, most of my businesses were started there at the the uh, the DMZ. Uh, so, previous tech businesses were started there. So, I had kind of a good relationship with a number of the people at the university. And so, this the fashion zone is you know attached to their uh, design faculty. And it really uh, supports entrepreneurs. I would say many more younger entrepreneurs than myself, <laughs> but you know, to uh, you know, in, in a number of aspects, whether it be kind of product development, marketing, tech, whatever it is, really, where what I needed the most, you know, help with was um, designing clothing. I mean, I really had zero experience in the past. You know, I had you know accrued enough business knowledge through the number of startups, despite the fact, you know, I came from a kind of a technical background, but yeah, I knew nothing about making clothing. And so one of the roles there is called fashion tech, or I prefer to say a garment engineer, because I think it really elevates it to what these folks do, being able to design a, a, a garment that is very functional and helps kind of to reshape the area to, to provide that level of comfort for the, the our customers. And how involved is Ruby in the design and the, the creation of these garments? Yeah, she's she's still quite involved. I mean, she's definitely fit tester number one. Um, she has a you know a pulse on fashion. I mean, one of the things that I try to do is is create kind of classic products, you know, bikinis that aren't going to go out of style. But she definitely, you know, kind of provides input on, you know, color choices. And I think the biggest thing that I learned from her as well is that, you know, as we develop the brand she's getting older and there's you know changing needs that i noticed from her and then so i learn a lot through her so for example last year we introduced a bra and you know i i honestly wouldn't have imagined there was a need for a bra because i figured there were you know kind of options out there but as i learned from her and then you know started surveying our community found out that this was something that you know a lot of families and and, and kids would and well ma mainly like uh, tweens and teens would would like you know something specially designed for them and to know that there was a company designing products uh, specifically for them isn't that amazing i mean <laughs> it's an incredible story that as 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 we learn more and more about this market and as your daughter grows older she's able to be uh, a, a consultant like maybe for sure big, i don't know and 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 help lead the company on the journey 100 percent, yeah amazing and uh you're also, I mean, Ruby's isn't just a business. It's also sort of a leader in the, in the community. You have a, a give back program built mm -hmm. into, the, into the business where customers can donate a pair of bikini bottoms to trans kids in need. Can you tell us about this program and your decision making in terms of uh, why giving back to this community is important? Yeah, for sure. I mean, really, the, the, the business started with the mission to be able to help trans you know, families with trans kids um, around the world. And there's a recognition from the very early days that there's a lot of people out there that just can't afford a $45 bikini. It's just mm -hmm. not possible. And um, so what I wanted to do is is have a program. And really, that's the, the birth of the Every Girl Deserves to Shine campaign. Mm -hmm. And the way it worked is that uh, we have a GoFundMe page. And so people can donate to our GoFundMe. And that GoFundMe actually helps fund our ability to basically give out bikini bottoms to anyone that asks. So right on the website, like on, a, on our e-commerce site, there's actually a link which which says on the product page, if you can't afford this, you can go here, fill out an application. And, you know, originally I started having the criteria, you know, for kids between four and 14. And then, you know, I started to get requests for for teen, you know, older teens. Mm -hmm. So it was, so I extended to four to, four to 18. And then I get, you know, requests from trans women, 
Um, and so I kind of just open it up and effectively I just, you know, give to whoever wants. I've donated um, over a thousand pairs of swim bottoms okay. over the last few years. I also do have connections with a number of LGBT centers around North America and the world. And so I do also kind of bulk donations to them to that, you know, they have, they're called transition closets, which are, you know, places where people that are kind of experimenting with their gender expression can go and try garments on. And so that's sort of another way that, you know, I can help the community. So, so Jamie, you've made this, this very generous decision to help anyone in need. And I'm wondering if you can tell me, does karma exist? Have you found that by being generous in this way, that that creates any kind of a knock-on effect in the community? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, 100%. Um, I, I think it, it's, you know, the, the reality is this community is, is a very giving community. There's a lot of great people that are doing whatever they can to support it in the way they can. And, and, and I think, you know, for Ruby's, one of our big focuses is celebrating uh, trans families with trans kids and, and trans people in general, and really kind of staying away from, you know, any the negativity that seems to be kind of quite prevalent in this area and that can be infectious. And so, you know, I always try, you know, and, and Ruby, you know, is, is a great inspiration for a lot of young kids and for sure. And, and, and also from a business perspective, I mean, people may be in, um, you know, a tough financial times at one point, but they, you know, often come out of it. And so those people do become loyal customers afterwards. I think it's great both from, a, you know, helping the community, but also from a business perspective as well to, to be able to help. That's beautiful. That's really well said. Thank you. Yeah. And I noticed you said a couple of times that you've created this global community. And I imagine a lot of that is online and you've kind of created this avenue for storytelling and celebration, as you mentioned, using the hashtag often spread trans joy, which I think is, is beautiful. And we know that a lot of trans folks and folks in the community truly need spaces like this. So I guess my question is, how has community, how's this community helped your mission and your purpose at Ruby's? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really about kind of coming together and supporting each other. We do events during uh, Pride um, where we get people together and, you know, march together. And so it kind of just everything just sort of builds on each other. Very cool. What do you see going forward in terms of new products? Is is, is the sky the limit? Is, is there more that you can do as uh, as, you know, you learn more about the, the, the community and its needs and as, as, as you watch Ruby uh, go through her various life stages. For sure. I mean, we're, we're almost at a point where we've covered all the basics, like all the bases for uh, the kind of the essentials for swim and every day. So like we have bikini bottom top, one piece, uh, we have shorts, we're just coming out with a tankini. So for people that want more coverage, but where the one piece is, you know, not for them. So once we've covered the basics, now it's it's about, you know, providing more options. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is, you know, a lot of this community, they're getting older and they have, you know, different needs. They want, you know, I would say more grown up cuts to the clothing. And so that's something I'll start to get into. Uh, I've also heard from a lot of people that do dance and gymnastics you know, a lot of them do wear the underwear or a one piece, but having a garment that's cut a bit shorter um, mm -hmm. so that it can, you know, tuck nicely under a leotard. So, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of uh, additional ideas. I have experimented a bit with sort of expanding into pride merch just to have 
you know, kind of additional items to, to you know, um, allow people to kind of express their joy and, 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 and celebrate the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there, there's, there's a, lot, a lot of room to grow. I mean, I do get people asking me all the time about the trans male market, and um, it's really something that I don't plan to get into just because it's, it's an area I don't know. And I think there's, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. I think, I think there's a huge opportunity in general to serve this community. It really is underserved. I think there's a lot, a lot more opportunity for other businesses to get into this space as well. And if some entrepreneur wanted to get into the trans male market, sounds like you'd be a good person to go to for advice. Yeah, I mean, uh, like uh, advice in general, but I think as it relates to like really knowing this customer, I'm actually not, you know, the best um, just because I don't have um, the background. I think one of the, you know, um, businesses that are kind of aligned to where the founder is very much aligned to the problem space is like super important. And I think it really shows in everything that that we do that uh, I have this really deep understanding of this community. I mean, I'm still always learning more. And so I think I can for sure help, you know, definitely point an entrepreneur in the right direction. But also, you know, I've got a lot of experience accrued over starting many businesses. And and there is, you know, I'm not going to say there's like a one size fits all template. You know, there's a lot of like learnings that just really translate across any business in, in any category. Yeah, I guess I did have another question about kind of you and Ruby and your journey. Is there kind of a moment that you were most proud of? Um, and what's kind of next as you continue to build the community and grow Ruby's? I think, you know, there was a, about two years ago, we had a lot of great attention in the press. And I would say that's what really put Ruby's on the world map and just seeing how engaging Ruby is and how she comes to life in the way she presents herself and can inspire others. I mean, I think that's really, you know, the, the, the most proud moment for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, just being able to see her shine and, you know, having these, this opportunity at such a young age to be able to inspire kids is, is really quite wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And starting at the age of nine to 15, I mean, feeling comfortable speaking in front of people and getting in front of people to tell your story can't be an easy thing. Just so to see that I imagine as a parent would be would be a really beautiful thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, 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 that's exciting. I mean, for parents and uh, kids to go into business, um, young kids to go into business is pretty unusual. And mm-hmm. probably to be in business with your teenager is even harder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly not without its challenges, but it's it's uh, definitely rewarding. Yeah, can you give us an example of of just you know a, a business meeting with your daughter? How does it go? Uh, yeah, they're they're super informal. Uh, they're less meetings and more. Um, I think they're just uh, kind of integrated into our everyday. Hmm. So, for example, package of samples suddenly shows up. Uh, hey, Ruby, can you try these on for me? Or, you know, just sitting at the table and just like in an informal chat, suddenly talking about, you know, a, a, a new product or, you know, we see something and, and you know, I notice she's talking about a certain brand that she likes. And, you know, so so it's super informal. There, there, we, we don't typically have so many, you know, formal business meetings, but there are times where there's some work that, you know, in, in quotes uh, that, that I needed from her. So w- one of the things that we do is we write messages support um, into our packages. So, so there's postcards and actually at one point Ruby was writing every single postcard um, oh, wow. and sort of printed it on, um, on, on a postcard. And we have sort of different messages. So, you know, there are times where I ask her to write new messages that then we can um, get on these cards and, and, and uh, send them out. 
Very cool. I read a beautiful customer testimonial on your website at rubyshines.com. And they said, thanks for the great customer service. And thanks for being there. And here's another one. I gave these to my four-year-old today. They stared at themselves in awe at the mirror and declared this the best day ever. I'm beyond grateful this product exists. Cannot recommend enough. Both of these comments within the past two weeks. Can you share with us, Jamie, some idea of what comments like this mean to you as an entrepreneur and as a, as, a, as, as an ally in this community? I mean, it's amazing. I, I, I could not have had robots write these um, <laughs> reviews better. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't. I don't need to, you know, fake my reviews. Um, they kind of uh, stand for themselves. And you know, as I kind of mentioned earlier on, it was important for me to start a business that aligned kind of a you know business focus, but also you know a, a kind of a mission driven with, with with a strong social impact. And so to know that there are so many kids out there that are able to you know get back and into doing the things they love and and um, being able to kind of live their true selves is, is uh, yeah, su super rewarding. It, it feels great to be able to um, help people. And, and um, you know, the as you guys know, the, the, the being an entrepreneur, it certainly has its ups and downs. But I would say of all the different businesses I've started, this one has been by far the most rewarding. And, you know, I just, the, you know, the feedback continues to come in. You know, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs often signal in their business that, you know, they're trying to save the world. And, you know, sometimes it's a bit of a stretch to imagine how that's possible. Um, and I'm certainly not saying I'm saving the world here, but I, I do get comments often, you know, in reviews and just people, you know, sending me emails and, you know, commenting on Instagram that, you know, they feel that they're, you know, these products are, are really saving their kids' lives. And, and that's, you know, really important. I get a lot of pushback from some of the people I know when I say things like, you know, business can actually be a real force for social change, but hey, I'm going to be able to point to you now. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I think the pushback may come from the fact that it's often not authentic when people say that. Mm -hmm. And they're, so often they're kind of just virtue signaling and, um, you know, so yeah, it really depends on when you really kind of analyze it. Is, is this really something or, or, you know, it's like, products that are being greenwashed and claiming to save the environment, you know, and I think people are well-meaning mm -hmm. and, you know, I think it's important now, like every business to have a kind of a story beyond just the, you know, the product itself. So yeah, sometimes people have to stretch a little bit. And I think part of it is that almost every business starts off to bring a new benefit to people that didn't exist before. They're all about change. They're all about doing something differently, but then they atrophy over time. Their bones calcify and they become status quo rather than uh, groundbreaking again, But mm -hmm. uh, which, which is why I love the startup community <laughs> because they're not, they haven't been spoiled yet. But I, I, I love what you're doing and uh, the impact you're making. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, Jamie, do you imagine that Ruby will continue on this entrepreneurial journey? Is that something she's interested in doing as she kind of goes through school and kind of grows up? It's honestly really hard to know. You know, <laughs> I hope I hope she's still involved in the business in the future. But you know, she's in grade nine right now. It's kind of early days. Mm -hmm. I think she's pretty focused on being a teen at the moment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll definitely see where 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 this takes her and, and what her interests. And in. I mean, I think uh, for those of us with kids or those in the audience know it's, you know, you can kind of gently guide your kids, but ultimately they get to decide what they end up doing. 
Right. Just as we close it out here, Jamie, um, just wondering if you have any more advice from your career as a serial entrepreneur and going from, from technology to financial services to fashion and moving so seamlessly between these categories. Any other advice for an entre entrepreneurs in terms mm -hmm. of making an impact or even making a social impact? Yeah, I, I mean, the, 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 the biggest advice for me, I mean, it's, I'd say it's even broader than making a social impact, but it's just about having a building a successful business. And, and I know we talk about this time and time and again, like I used to hear it all through my journey as an entrepreneur is, you know, really about focusing on a problem, a real problem, and whether, you know, so first validating that actually a real problem exists and not just exists, but is big enough that people will be interested in a product that actually solves the problem and then really testing that idea, you know, not just sort of, you know, focusing on a window. I, I, you still hear about so many people that spend, you know, months and months, you know, tinkering with their idea, but without really sharing it. And, you know, my sense is if you can't find people to share it with, or if you're having a struggle getting, you know, sufficient feedback, then maybe it's just not an idea worth pursuing. And so, you know, it, I, I know it's sort of like, something out there kind of trite but it, it's really something that even myself over many different businesses i feel like i didn't focus sufficiently enough on really ensuring that there was a very strong problem that needed to be solved and and doing sufficient validation before i you know really invested you know a lot of you know my own time and and, and others Fantastic. And and thank you for adding that that coda at the end, because it's one thing to offer advice, but and people say, okay, yeah, I've sort of heard that before. But then when you say, I know this is true, because I lived through it, and it's a mistake we make over and over that entrepreneurs yeah. make over and over again. So that's a really important part of it is that it's not something that you can just know that whole attitude towards testing and, and market validation. It's not just something that you can know in the back of your head, it's something you actually have to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and what I find as well is that a lot of, you know, I, I guess more, more seasoned entrepreneurs, we often give advice, but sometimes we don't even follow our own advice. It's actually much easier to give advice than actually to, to act on it. I'm so I've, I've noticed that a lot actually over, over my career and just, you know, seeing other people as well, uh, you know, cause I've worked with a lot of mentors and being a mentor myself. Absolutely. And if folks are listening to this and interested in potentially purchasing this kind of shapewear for either their children, friends, folks in their lives, is it best to to go to the website rubyshines.com? Yeah, yeah, okay. go directly to the website. And uh, if you're an ally, you can um, follow us on Instagram. It's at rubiesdad, R-U-B-I-E-S-D-A-D. And um, yeah, and, and well, you know, and, and if you're inspired to um, to donate on our GoFundMe, you can find that on our on our website as well. That's awesome. All right, thank you so much. We've been talking to at Ruby's dad. Oops, I mean <laughs> Jamie Alexander, the founder of Ruby's Ruby Shines.com. And thank you so much for sharing your journey. And we are going to be sure to check back with you and see how things are going. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to join us throughout June or catch up with all our Pride casts on the website this month. Diversity and inclusion have never been more important. Beyond these stories, be sure to check out Startup Canada and the CGLCC's Resource Guide, a new feature that includes expert knowledge, tools, and information at startupcan.ca.
The CGLCC is proud to offer tools and programs to make Canada a more inclusive economy. Learn more about our supplier diversity program and out for business mentorship program for 2S LGBTQI plus entrepreneurs aged 18 to 39 and Rainbow Register, the only official accreditation for 2S LGBTQI plus friendly businesses across Canada at cglcc.ca.